Well, good evening, everybody. My name is Robert. Super glad to like, I don't know if this counts as like meeting to at least see you guys. Uh, to worship with you guys just now was awesome. A uh, little bit about me. I'm going to do a quick introduction and we'll jump right into the passage. I mentioned my name already. That's what my parents named me, named after my grandpa. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm born and raised in the state of Arizona, so we're neighbors. Uh, all of you Californians, like kind of like far neighbors, but like still neighbors. And uh, love Hume Lake, grew up actually coming to camp. So we used to, back in the day, get in a bus and drive like 16 hours to come to Hume Lake growing up, because yes, because we love coming to this camp. It's been a part of our church for forever. And, uh, and I've been working with students now for 25 years. That's a quarter of a century if you're a mathematician. And, uh, and I've loved all of that time and being a, a, a part of what God does in your lives and what just God has done in my life as a junior hire. I look back and uh, at the time I was a little bit squirrely as a junior hire. I uh, had a little bit of uh, difficulty paying attention, had a little bit of uh, difficulty actually like being here for the right reasons, all of that kind of stuff. Yet I look back and I see how God used leaders. He used uh, camps like this. By, by the way, just out of the gate, all, all my, my junior high friends, can we just thank all of our leaders who've uh, given up their time to be here with us? Can you guys just celebrate them? Uh, I am married. I actually, I think I have a picture of my family here. Yep, this is my family. So I'm the, uh, I'm the tall guy on the left there. Uh, that's my wife, Lindsay. She's got her hand around Gabriel, who is about to turn 14. Uh, Corbin is 12 on the right there. And then right there in the middle, that is Emma. And she is 10, about to turn 11. Absolutely love those kids. My wife and I, we met on a trip to Africa. Uh, when I was in college, she was in college as well. And so it was a church trip. And so I'm not like promising you anything, but I'm just saying, here you are on a church trip. You never know what, what's gonna happen. So like, don't, don't look around. Don't look at the person sitting next to you right now. Just be awkward if you did that. But I, I, met, I met my wife, Lindsay, on a trip to Africa. And guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share you the line. So we were flying back from Africa. We weren't interested each, in each other when we went to Africa. On the way back, I'm like, oh, I like this girl. And she wasn't very interested in me. And so as we're flying back from, like, it was like 30 hours of travel, we're almost back to Phoenix. And I looked at her and I said, Lindsay, I have the answer to all of our problems. Just a terrible setup. And I said, you and I need to fall madly in love with each other. Yeah, 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 hang on, hang on. Guys, all the guys, all the guys look at me right now, all the guys. Do not use that line, okay? One, it is a terrible, terrible line. And two, it's my line, get your own. And so here's what she says. So I say that to her, I say, you and I just need to fall madly in love with each other. And she says, nothing. And she just looks forward like, who in the world is this guy? And so I did what all of us guys would do. I said, 
I'm <laughs> just kidding. But here's the deal, it worked, and those three kids are miracles, the fact that they exist because that line was terrible, and yet we've been married now almost 17 years. And uh, yeah, it's just a little bit about me, that's, that's my family. We're gonna be, throughout this weekend, we're gonna be looking at, and, and Harrison mentioned this earlier, the story of a guy named Jonah. And Jonah was a prophet, meaning he was the one that God would speak to, and God would give messages to Jonah, and he was to pass those messages along to the people of Israel. And one of the interesting things about the book of Jonah in your Bible, if you have it, you can open it up there. It's only four chapters long. I mean, you could read the whole thing in a, in a pretty short amount of time, and it ends with a question. And so it's this account of what God did in this moment in history, and, and the account, how many of you have seen the movie Pinocchio? Raise, raise your hands. Okay, a lot of us. Some of you haven't. That's okay. Don't blame your parents. It's not their fault. It's an old movie. Okay, uh, but for those of you that have seen Pinocchio, we're going to read part of this story. You're going to be like, I think Jonah stole that from Pinocchio. No. Jonah was written thousands of years before Pinocchio. I just want to just give that disclaimer. Uh, but this account is something that took place thousands of years ago. And, and I'm going to give you just kind of the bottom line of, of what we're going to learn over this weekend is that God loves you. God loves you. That's the story of Jonah. Even if you've rebelled against God, even if you've disobeyed God, listen, God loves you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you. God loves you, and he has a purpose, and he has a plan for your life. And that's going to be unpacked over the course of this weekend, but that's just a little overview about Jonah. Four chapters, ends with a question, and it's really about God's love, God's compassion for people, even people who run. Jonah chapter 1, starting in verse 1. If you have your Bible, you can open it up there. Again, if you go to that table of contents, that's helpful. It's going to be like in the second half of your Bible, if you open right to the middle, you're just going to keep on turning pages to the right. If you get to the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you've gone too far, go back the other direction. Or like Harrison said, just use the table of contents. That's what it's there for. Okay, Jonah chapter 1, starting in verse 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. So we learn right out of the gate of Jonah's account, the wickedness of Nineveh is obvious to God. Now, Nineveh is the capital of Assyria, which to get into a little bit of the history, uh, they, they were some rough people. They, they would do some terrible things. They would invade, they would murder, they would do all kinds of awful things. And so here, the capital city, we find out later, it's over 120,000 people, the largest city in the known world at the time. And, and this place is massive and it's full of all kinds of wicked people. And God says, I'm sick of it. So he says, Jonah, I want you to go talk to him. In fact, I want you to go deliver a message from me to them. And, and here's what we learn about God right out of the gate is that God hates sin. And sin is any time that we run from God's design or we run from God's direction, that's called sin. And the sin of Nineveh was obvious. The things that they would do there, they were obvious sins that anybody outside looking in would go, yeah, these are some bad people doing some bad things. And God hates sin, and here's why God hates sin. It's the whole theme of Jonah. You ready? Because he loves us. Because he loves you. Because he loves people, and sin hurts you and me. 
God hates sin because he loves us. And Nineveh is full of these obvious sinners. God says, Jonah, I want you to go, and I want you to preach against the city of Nineveh because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, here's the reality. It was obvious for Nineveh, uh, but everybody runs from God. Everybody sins. Everybody runs from God's design, God's direction. Ever since the first people, Adam and Eve, that's been the human condition. You and I are guilty of that as well. You run and I run. All of us run, including Jonah. God's man. He was like, you know, valedictorian. He was, he was the straight A student. He was doing all the right things. And yet even Jonah himself sinned. Jonah ran from God. Look at verse three, but Jonah ran. So God goes to Jonah. Jonah, I want you to give this message. It says, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Everybody say Tarshish with me. Ready? One, two, three. Tarshish. It's hard to say sometimes. Okay, one more time. Ready? One, two, three. Tarshish. So, okay, so he goes to Tarshish. Now, for those of us that don't know our ancient Near East geography, myself included, I'm going to help us out a little bit. So, from where he was, if he were to go to Nineveh, he'd have to go 500 miles this direction. Tarshish, man, that's fun to say, was the opposite direction 2,500 miles. It was the furthest known city at the time. So God says, Jonah, I want you to go this way. And so he goes, okay, yeah, we're gonna go this way. And in fact, he's gonna go as far as he possibly can. So just have that visual in your mind. God says, go this way. He says, I think I'll go this way. He headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. He's running from God. And if you remember just from a moment ago, sin is running from God's design or direction. And all of us run from God. And here's the consequence of when we run from God. The Bible teaches when we run from God, that's called sin. Sin leads to death. Death means separation from God. God is holy, meaning he, he, he cannot just go, okay, sin's not a big deal to him or whatever. That's not true of God. God is holy. Holy means set apart, and God is perfect. In fact, anything that is sin, we call it sin because it's apart from who God is. It's apart from his design, his direction. And God is holy, he, and he's also just, and justice means he can't just ignore sin. See, because if there was a judge, like imagine a court right now, and there was like a criminal, and everybody knew they were a criminal, and the judge is like, you know what? I'm feeling nice today. It's okay, you can commit a crime. You can commit it, everybody can commit a crime. Nobody cares, like everybody just go do whatever you want. We go, that's not a just judge. In fact, that would be a really terrible judge. They wouldn't be a judge for very long, by the way. And God is just, so he can't just ignore sin, yet God is also loving. Because sometimes I would read the Bible and be like, why doesn't God just like wipe out all evil? Why didn't he just destroy all evil? Which by the way, he will one day, that's, that's spoiler alert. But why doesn't he just wipe out all evil? Why didn't he just destroy it? Like when Nineveh and, and even Jonah, why didn't he just destroy all evil? Here's why, because that would mean to destroy all people. And God loves people. To destroy all evil would mean he'd have to destroy all of us because the reality is all of us are runners. All of us have rebelled against God in different ways. How many, let's just do a quick, let's just be honest here at church camp. How many here have ever disobeyed mom or dad? Oh, wow, wow, okay. 
All right, how, how many of you here, you've ever taken something that wasn't yours? Wow, okay. We got, we got lots of criminals in the house tonight. Okay, how many, how many here have ever wanted something that wasn't theirs, that somebody else had and you were jealous of them? Okay, yikes. Okay, how, how many here, how many of you have ever told a lie? Hand straight, okay. Hang on, hang on. If you are not raising your hand, you are lying right now, which is even worse because you're lying at church camp. Okay. Okay. So all, all of that, here's what, we just, here's what we all just raised our hand and admitted to. All of us have run from God. And the Bible teaches the wages of sin, what we earn for our sin is death. Death separates. Uh, I, I need help from, from somebody here. Uh, you with the spit fire. Yeah, can I, can I borrow you here for a second? What's your name? I'm Trace. Trace, I'm going to help you up here. All right. Everybody say hi, Trace. Okay, so just to help illustrate, the Bible teaches Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, which means what we earn for our sin is death. Uh, if, if Trace and I were hanging out here, Trace, how's your day going, man? Pretty well. What church are you from? Calvary. Calvary. Got some people from Calvary in the house? Okay. This is a great conversation. Trace and I are becoming buddies right now, right? But then say all of a sudden, lightning bolt comes in. Hits Trace. Trace goes down. No, not Trace. Trace, you, you just got hit by that. Yep. Whoa, wow. Wow. That just happened. Okay. So, so Trace, uh, I, got a, I got a question for you. Hey, Trace. Yeah. No, no, no. Dude, you're dead. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Hey, Trace. 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 Okay. So, do you guys see what just happened there? Other than a really good dramatic fall. I hope he's okay. Um, so, before that moment, Trace and I were hanging out. We're having conversations. He goes, Calvary, oh, that's cool. Hey, Trace, we're, we're best friends. Uh, and then the lightning bolt. So, we were, we were hanging out together. We, we, were, we were talking to each other. And then what happened when death showed up? Now, even though like, he's here, there, there's a separation. Does this make sense? Yeah. Death separates. And so, what we earn for our sin is separation from this holy God. So, our sin is incredibly serious. All of us are runners, including Trace, including myself, including you. Death separates. I'm going to give you a little spoiler of what's to come tomorrow night. So say all of a sudden I, I get one of those little like zapping machine things. You know what I'm talking about? A little AED. And then, and then you yell what? Clear. Clear. Okay. Trace, man, you, you were dead for like a couple of minutes. I just kept teaching. Here. Uh, what was that like, man? We should get you some orange juice or something. Here, let's step back into the light. Um, so what did you have for breakfast? Uh, I was dead. I could not eat. Oh, okay, didn't he? Man, way to, way to stay in, in character. Okay, so we were separated by death, but then he came back to life. If, if death separates, what does life do? Brings us back together, right? The story of the Bible is a story of you and I dead in our sins, yet God providing a way to make us alive and, and to bring us back together with him. That's the story of of Jonah. Trace, I need your help with something. Uh, you, you, do, you, do you have good handwriting? Yeah. Yeah? So. We're about to find out. Okay. Can you take this? Trace, I, I want you to write these words right there on that, that whiteboard over there. Wisdom and truth. Okay? So go ahead and write the words wisdom and truth just on the very top there. Yep. Oh, wow. Good, good penmanship. Okay. 
As he's writing wisdom and truth, here, I, wanna, I wanna read a passage of the Bible to you guys. Proverbs 2.6 says this, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Okay, great job, great job. Now, Trace, in your best slow motion, I want you to run that way, like slow motion, really, really show us uh, some slow motion running, okay? Slower, a little slower, a little slower. Okay, so keep, keep doing that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep teaching. As Trace is running from God, do you know what he's running from? Wisdom and truth, we just read that wisdom and truth come from God. Knowledge and understanding come from him. So to run from God, when you and I rebel against God, we're actually running away from wisdom and truth, which means, guess what Trace is running towards over here? He's running towards lies. What's the opposite of truth? What's the opposite of wisdom? Foolishness, right? So he's running away from God. He's actually running from wisdom and truth, and he's running towards foolishness. Okay, pause, rewind. Rewind, Trace. Okay. Good job. Good job. Uh, also, the Bible teaches us this in 1 John, that God is love. And so as Trace begins to run from God, slow motion, Trace, you're nailing it, by the way, dude. You're, you're just crushing it. Can we give it up for Trace right now? He's doing a good job. As Trace is running from God, what is he running from? He's running from wisdom and truth. He's also running from love. God is love in his very nature. When you and I were running from God, and here's what's ironic. That's a big word. Ironic means you get a different outcome than you expect. Okay, um, pause for a second. What you and I, most of the time when it comes to sin, what we're actually chasing after is that kind of love, that contentment, and so we'll run to the craziest of places, but what we're actually doing is we're running away from it. Insanity is running away from God to try and find love somewhere. Because everything you and I were created for is found in our creator. And so to run from God is to run from love. Okay, I got, I got two more here. Trace, come back. Blessing, James says every good and perfect gift comes from God. When, when Trace is running from God, what is he running from? He's running from blessing. He's running from the gift giver. Every good thing you and I ever experience ultimately is a gift from the one who created all things. And so to run from God is to run from blessing. And lastly, to run from God is to run from your purpose. You were created on purpose with purpose. Ephesians 2 says that Trace, here, step back into the light, Trace. Trace is a masterpiece. In fact, you also are a masterpiece, a work of art. In Greek, the word is poema. It's where we get the word poem. Ephesians 2.10 says that you are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for you to do, that you are God's work of art, that if God had a refrigerator, like your picture would be on it, like, like you are a masterpiece. Trace is a masterpiece. God created you with purpose on purpose. You guys give it up for Trace. Trace, you can have a seat. Thank you so much for helping us. And so when we run from God, again, the word for that is sin. When we run from God, 
We are running from all of these things that are in God's very nature. We're running from wisdom and truth. We're running from love. We're running from blessing. We're running from purpose. And that's exactly what Jonah's doing. He's running from all those things that God has for him. And the reason why we're talking about sin, the reason why it's right out of the gate in Jonah, and we talk about how serious sin is and how sin separates us and how death is a result of sin, the reason we're talking about that is because you can't talk about the love of God and, and ignore the seriousness of our sin. See, God could have given up on Jonah. God could have given up on the Ninevites. God could have given up on all of humanity, yet that's not the God who we, who we serve. That's not the God who's been revealed in Scripture. That's not the God who created all things. See, the God who created all things, he loves you. And in fact, he's going to allow some tough things to happen in Jonah's life. And he'll allow some tough things to happen in our lives. And he's not doing it to pay us back. The reason God's going to allow some things in Jonah's life is because he wants to bring Jonah back to wisdom and truth, to blessing, to love, to the purpose he was created for. God doesn't allow difficult things to pay us back. He allows some of those things and he'll use some of those things if we'll allow it to bring us back. Everybody runs. And yet God loves runners. God loves you. God loves me, he loves us. And again, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, God loves you. Story continues. So Jonah runs, and he's in the ship, and then God sends this huge storm, and the storm's about to sink this ship, and then they're out in the middle of the ocean. Remember, they're going 2,500 miles away. And this giant storm comes, and all these sailors who don't know who God is, they start crying out and go, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to save ourselves? And they're throwing everything overboard. They're going, all the stuff that we're bringing, which, by the way, was their livelihood, they're saying, we're throwing that overboard. We'll do whatever it takes just to survive this. And they find Jonah sleeping. And then the captain goes, what are you doing? Wake up and pray to whoever your God is. We're all praying to our gods. They had these little G gods, you know, that they had kind of made up. And, and, and so they're trying to pray, going, I hope one of these are true and work. And as they're, they're doing that, Jonah's like, oh, yes. I think I know what's happening here. And in fact, they, they go, well, somebody had to have done something bad. We've never had a storm like this. Clearly, God must be angry. And so they draw straws, essentially, and it falls to Jonah. And they go, who are you again? Mystery man who was sleeping during the storm, and now who, clearly, this is all about you, and something's happening. You must have done something. What's your job? Which, by the way, is a real conversation killer when you're like, oh, I'm a prophet of God. Uh, that's kind of like a, you know, when somebody asks me what I do for a living, I'm like, I'm a pastor. And then it's like crickets, and they don't know really how to have the conversation. But what do you do? And, and exactly what's your story? And, and Joni essentially goes, yeah, um, so the God who created the land and the seas, I'm running from him. And they're all terrified. They're like, the God who created this ocean that we're about to sink to the bottom of, you're rebelling against him. This holy God who's that powerful. And, and so here we have in this moment this beautiful picture of the effects of sin. See, when we run from God, it's not just that we're running from wisdom and truth and blessing and love and purpose. When we run from God, here's what happens. 
It actually hurts us, which is why God hates sin, but it also hurts the people around us. So here are these poor old sailors headed for Tarshish are now about to lose their lives because of Jonah's rebellion. And here's what I know about every single one of us in this room. You and I, we've been affected by the sin of other people. Sin splashes. It affects those around us. And I also know that every one of us in this room, other people have been affected by our sin. Which is why God hates sin. Because he loves people. Over the course of the weekend, we're gonna see the story unfold. If, if you have time, I highly recommend that you read through the story of Jonah. It won't take you long. And we're gonna learn that Jonah is really about God's love, his compassion, his mercy, his grace, even toward runners like you and like me. Would you pray with me? Father, for each one of us here, I pray over the course of this weekend as we Look into the account of Jonah. God, all the things that you allow to happen, not just to pay anybody back, but God, you're trying to bring people back to trust and faith in you. You're trying to bring people from death to life all throughout the account. God, I pray that you would help us to see ourselves in the story, whether we're like the Ninevites who are totally obviously sinning, totally rebellious, or more like Jonah who's outwardly maybe behaving well, but inwardly rebelling against you and your direction. God, I pray that this weekend we would experience your grace. And God, that that would begin with us recognizing and realizing the seriousness of our sin. And ultimately the consequence of that sin is separation. God, thanks that this story doesn't end there. Thanks that you've gone to great lengths not to pay us back, but to bring us back. To be with us this weekend as we spend time having fun together and opening up your word. God, would you speak to us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.